Life is good, but it can be better. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to Spieling and Dealing, everybody. I am Patrick Harrison. I am joined, as always, by my friend Sam Oliver. Sam, you're coming to us live uh, from CPAC. What's the scene like? There's a lot of people wearing red. I hear there's a, a golden idol of Donald Trump. Yeah. It's only the, inevitable. That thing sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm sure that's got to be a great time down in Orlando. I, no, there's no, no one seems to see the irony of the the Bible story about the golden idol. Plus, despite all the crosses and Christianity stuff I see here. So it's uh, it's quite funny. Wow. See, my Jewish friend here giving me the Bible breakdown. I didn't even know the story of the golden well, that, idol. That's, that's part of the Old Testament. So, yeah. Oh, Good okay. Cat. Well, that's, that's a different podcast. We've got a very exciting episode of the show today. Uh, we're going to be talking about I Care A Lot, uh, the new Netflix film starring Rosamund Pike, uh, and we're also going to be talking about Behind Her Eyes, uh, a six-part limited series uh, on Netflix that I'm sure, uh, I think that'll be an interesting conversation. I'm excited to talk about both of these things. Uh, and then later, of course, we're going to deal. Yeah. Um, some exciting segments first, though. Uh, Sam, uh, have you heard about Chris Harrison's replacement for The Bachelor after the Rose Ceremony? I did, but this is this is your thing. So, how psyched are you for? Well, are you familiar with roll? Emmanuel Acho? Acho? I am. I am. He he played for the Eagles for a minute, uh, but he's on ESPN a lot. He's on Fox, so I've seen him do a lot of sports commentary. Have you seen the show he does with Marcellus Wiley on FS1? Uh, I've not with when he's on it. I've seen it in the past that show, but oh, not okay. since he's been on it. Okay. I think it's excellent, actually. I think it's one of the best talking head. I, I'm a big Marcellus Wiley fan, actually. I think he does great work on the show. He he did, he like, he really took down Deshaun Watson hard these past couple weeks. I've been enjoying that. But he'll be interesting on the show. Did you see what happened to Rachel on this week's episode of the show? Do you know? Do you know what happened to her? No. Oh, oh, the parachute thing. I did see that. She her she just crashed to the ground while they went skydiving. Dude, that's like pop culture karma or something. I, I've never seen anything like it. Like a week after this, you know, scandal breaks out and everyone hates on her. You know, I'm t the impact was so hard. I think it knocked the racism out of her. I really do. I think she's fine now. Um, <laughs> so Sam nearly spit up his drink there. He liked that one. Okay. Uh, well, Drum roll, or, uh, yeah, we need that. Wait, where's the sound clip? Shot. Here we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, now, in other news, also race related, uh, it was announced that Tanahasi Coates. Uh, the acclaimed author is going to be writing uh, a new Superman film. Uh, I think this is a really interesting choice. I personally do not like his nonfiction books. Uh, I know he did a run on the Black Panther comics, and he also has a novel out, uh, The Water Dancer, but I've not read that. But I think this is a smart choice. I mean, like, it, that's, that Spider-Man movie uh, with Miles Morales, uh, the animated one, showed that, like, you can get diverse with these superheroes. I think it's a great idea. And hell, like we've talked about how they make too much Superman anyway. You know, let's make a black version. What do you think? I'm a little torn. What the Miles Morales thing is an interesting comparison. It's a little different because that was a comic book character. I know that, and he was well established. I don't think there's been a black Superman. Not the saying that there shouldn't be or couldn't be. It's just like it'll be coming out of nowhere essentially. 
Um, but look, I think Superman's just not a good character for film. Like I've watched all the uh, old Superman movies. I've watched um, the newer ones. the The TV shows are are okay when they go back to more of his childhood, um, and they they focus less on the adult version of Superman. But they're just not. None of them are really good. Like they're they're all ridiculous. I mean. Um, some of them play into the silliness, which makes them easy, more watchable. But like the the newer ones, the Christopher Nolan one, or not the Christopher Nolan, the uh, Zack Snyder ones. Um, uh, Christopher so Nolan produced man. Isn't what you're name. saying though the exact I, I just, reason why we should be willing to go in a different direction? Because I agree with you 100. percent Superman stinks as, on film. He, he the character has no flaws. That's the problem. He's boring. And so I think that, that hey, try something different. You have to. Uh, and that's it'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure that there will be some uh, race elements that are dro- that are written into the script. Um, like Superman has to deal with racism or something like that, which will be an interesting, different take on the whole thing. But I'm just afraid that it'll be just a shitty Superman movie as every other Superman movie, and then like we'll have this whole discussion about uh how this superman movie is get is race or people are racist for not liking the superman movie because this is the black superman movie when it's like i hated all the superman movies so don't so, you know but look that's way to head down down the line I, i'm definitely intrigued by the whole idea of it so i think jj abrams is gonna direct it no he's this, gonna produce right? it he's gonna produce it no director produce has it. been announced yet but i mean i think they this they're, they're playing with house money here, I feel like. The Superman franchise stinks. It always stinks. They literally can't do worse than what's already been made. You know, so they should just take a big swing, I think, and just go for it. So this is kind of exciting for them. One of my favorite things about the article I read, though, was said that no casting choice had been made, although Henry Cavill is anxious to put the cape back on. Apparently, he's free. Okay, he's so he's just waiting for that call. Okay, so... Warner Brothers, look at uh, they, he's not you, coming you brought, back. He's not coming back. He's done. No, he, he uh, he's out, and I think he wanted to be out. But uh, Henry Cavill this week, a little off off course here, but he was like spotted reading a script while he was uh, getting a makeup for the new Witcher, the season, new season of the Witcher that he's filming right now, mm-hmm. and he was reading a script for what appears to be either a Mass Effect movie or or series. So I got real excited when oh, I saw that. Oh God! But. Oh God! Well, Sam, I'm excited. Sam, let's move on. I've got a question for you, Sam. What time of the year is it right now? Uh, Black History Month. Nope, Sam. It's not. It is mock draft season. Okay, this is the time of the year where people make mock drafts just, for the NFL. Just throwing uh, out Black History Month. Yeah, just tossing it aside. Well, this like well this episode won't come out until March, probably. Okay, today is February twenty eighth. So, uh, listen, uh, it's mock draft season. Okay, uh, Kuiper's already out with like his second mock draft. But you know, we're gonna mock draft Sam streaming networks. Okay, with Paramount Plus coming out, okay, okay. Uh, I felt like now like there's there's so many options available. We've literally hit that point uh, where all having all these streamers would cost more than the old fashioned you know cable subscription, and so I'm curious to see which ones we prioritize. And I'm also curious how many streaming networks not do you have access to now, but do you pay do you pay for personally? Not like does your family pay for you out of your bank account? One, two, three, four, five. 
five. Okay. That I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. For me, personally, I believe it's three. Maybe as we go through them, it'll end up being more. I have access to one, but I only, only pay for three at the moment. Uh, so, Sam, let's just jump now straight to the streamer mock draft. Okay, the 2021 streamer draft. Uh, Sam, I am going to flip this SD card for first pick here. Can you see this here on Zoom? Uh, would you like uh, 32 gigabytes or would you like the back of the card? What would you like? I want tails. I want that blank backside. Okay, blank backside. Okay, here we go. It is 32 gigabytes. Okay, I I won. So you deferring? No, I'm All not, the football teams defer. I am not going to defer. Do you want to do this snake draft so you get two in a row after I get the first pick? Or, or you know, let's play a regular draft. Regular draft. I won the toss. I'm not, I'm not giving out freebies now uh but with the just just go one at a time yeah 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 yeah. with the i mean so now i so i'm very excited now with the first pick in the inaugural streamer draft gotta take netflix okay Uh, you know everybody watches netflix everybody has it you know it's become uh you know it's become lingo for streaming uh it's giant library uh i think i just like it because everybody has it and i can still talk about shows with people uh, so, I got to take Big Daddy, the OG Netflix number one. That's the clear pick. Like that's the Trevor Lawrence of picks. If yep. we're just gonna go by this year's comparison, yep, is got the most content. It's got the best sort of original stuff so far. Yeah, that would have been my number one. So I can't I, hate on it. I think it gets interesting immediately here with this second pick, Sam. I'm excited. I, I'm curious to see where you go. Hundred percent agree. I actually thought this was harder than I. When you when you floated this idea, I didn't think it'd be that hard, and it was a little harder than I anticipated. Mm. I went and I went with the Disney Plus. Wow! Uh, wow! Yeah! Wow! 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 I went with Disney Plus, and I'll give you the reason why is look, it's got a ton of backlog content. Like they got the whole Disney library, everything that entails which is a lot of stuff now. They've acquired a ton of rights. But really, now, if I had to go by like, well, I just had to go by, the way I went by is like the content, original content that I wanted to consume. Okay. Which is like part of the differentiating factors, I feel like. Uh, for, sure, for this, for sure. it had it had stuff that I'm like wanting to watch as stuff coming up that I want to see. Like it's stuff that like, I feel like I'm really invested in right now, whether we've talked about The Mandalorian or uh wanda vision which i really like right now just you know there were other ones look this was a tough decision but this one just had the kind of stuff right now that i'm really into you know we, we've been over it ad nauseum like a ton of disney plus stuff but that's why i kind of went with this over one of the other ones wow wow i am stunned i did not ex- i did not expect disney plus to come off the board until at least the third round, maybe the fourth. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm really surprised, so, but I like your pick. I like the pick. It might it might be a reach, right? Like I could have gotten a value pick on Disney Plus, in maybe like two rounds, but uh, I had to go with my gut there. Now, for me, the only reason I said no is because I'm not interested in the backlog of the content. Like uh, the like, I'm just older, you know. So you know, most of the Disney movies are younger, uh, and then I'm just not as into Star Wars and Marvel as you are. Um, so I was willing to let that go. So that's, it was, it was a low priority on my list. In, in terms of originals, I feel like that's pretty much all they have. Uh, well, they do have the Mighty Ducks coming, but you know what I mean. Um, but very interesting pick, Sam. I'm, en- I'm enjoying this already. 
that means, and this this was a tough decision for me too. Who I would who I would go with my second. Uh, it came. There was another one. It was neck and neck. I don't want to say the other one because it'll probably be your next pick. But I'm going to go with HBO Max uh, here with Ooh. my second pick. Well, I'm, I'm surprised surpri- by that. I'm surprised that you're surprised. I mean, I I love HBO programming, and I, I've enjoyed my time that I've spent on the app so far. And I, I like that you're getting the new films this year. But I just feel like the backlog is fantastic but in general i mean game of thrones i mean all the fantastic hbo shows i mean last week tonight uh i'm in on hbo max with my next pick i i am a little surprised that you went with hbo you really know, i i can't believe it in the sense that i hbo i had highly rated all right it was in my top mm-hmm. five you already took it but mm-hmm. uh as far as like the new it, it's kind of just become a streaming service in a certain sense even though it's Right, like HBO Max is relatively new, mm-hmm. um, coming from being a subscription model. Uh, it doesn't have a ton of like original content in the HBO Max era. Let's put it that way. It does have all the HBO backlog, which is fair game and really worth watching. You know, Game of Thrones alone. But as far as like new, new stuff, and I, I love John Oliver just as much as you do. And I like watching Bill Maher and I like watching like a lot of the uh, other, but a lot of that's not like HBO max content, which maybe I was leaning too hard on thinking what's HBO max content. The only thing we watched was the, the flight attendant and we both were meh on that. So, but I feel, I, I, I'm, I feel like HBO is completely rolled up into it. I feel like you're just discounting that. Um, I'm not, I'm not. And maybe that was like, I was trying to think of, what new stuff HBO has offered since it became a streaming service. And it, it was underwhelming, but, but I feel like HBO fair. used to be 15 bucks, right? And like now HBO max is even better and it's still 15 bucks. I mean, but anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, it was, and but it was like a, te- it was a, you know, a, a television channel. So I guess you could say that was like the streaming service before, you know, streaming services existed, but I guess you could have had that HBO now. I didn't have that, so I don't. No one's going to be watching the next Game of Thrones on, on cable, okay? Everyone's going to be watching it on no. the streamer, yeah. No, yeah. So, but I think it's a fair pick. I just was surprised uh, that you had it at number two. I, I'm going to be but, shocked if you don't have what I think you're, you have coming next. I'm really excited to see who you have. So, this was probably a Justice Harder decision at uh, at my second pick here. I went with Prime. I went with Amazon Prime. Oh, wow. You, okay. think, you thought I had Hulu, right? I did. You know what? Dude, oh my goodness. I, uh, I'm i looking at my list here. I didn't even put Prime on it. I'm, I'm, it obviously belongs on it. But I just accidentally... Le- I even put AMC Plus, but I accidentally left off Prime. Uh, but oh, I, you put AMC Plus, but not... I, 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 I just, it's a slip of the mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It'll, it'll make... I'm going to re-figure my... Yeah, it would have made my list. So yeah. Sorry. I interrupted you. But, but uh, I just went with Amazon Prime. It has uh, some shows that I really like watching right now. Um, you know, it's not the biggest catalog of original content, and they don't have the rights to like other stuff. But the, some of the shows they do put out are really good, and I enjoy them. Uh, the Jack Ryan show, uh, The Boys, you know, just to name a couple. So the some of their documentaries, the football documentary they do, All or Nothing. Um, it's good stuff. So I, I like Prime, and that's why I went with it at number two, my second pick. I think you're right. And you didn't even mention they, – they do make fantastic original films. I mean that. 
Uh, they, I think they have a really nice movie library. Um, it, and hey, you can't even discount the fact that you get free two day shipping with Prime. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I like it. I'm so now here. I don't get I don't get two day shipping this year because I did not take them early enough in the draft. So I'm yeah very you savvy. Have cancel your you have to cancel your subscription right now. I will. I will. Sam, very savvy pick. Uh, I, yeah, I like Amazon. I like Fleabag shows like that. Yeah, you're right. There's a that's a good pick. But yeah, I I am going to go with Hulu next. Uh, I actually just resubscribed to Hulu recently, but I've been enjoying my time on. It. I mean, it's it's an interesting product. I like how they have I like how they have access to current cable shows now. Um, I, I think it's I think I think it's great. Like it's I like watching The Bachelor on Tuesday without commercials. Like it's great. Uh, it's 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 so convenient. Well, now well, you've got you, FX on Hulu. Sorry, go ahead. You pay for the non-commercial version of Hulu. Uh, yes. Well, I'm on a free trial right now, but I'm going to cancel it and switch the ads at the end of the month, actually. Yeah, but okay. it, it is nice watching The Bachelor without ads. Got to say, this fan, much better show. But you also get FX on Hulu. Uh, you have Seinfeld. Uh, but I, I, I think, and FX is nice. I like their originals as well. I think they make interesting stuff. The volume is not as great as Netflix or even Amazon or a lot of these other places, but I think that the curation is nice. I think they usually have solid stuff on Hulu. And but again, I think uh, I, I think it's it. it I, I think Hulu is in an interesting space, and I, I like it as a product. So I'm going to go on a little Hulu tangent here. Okay. Hulu's, Hulu, for people who don't know, has been around a long time. Yeah. You could say it was the original streaming service, even though you didn't pay for it. Like I remember in college, people telling me about Hulu, and that would they would post episodes of TV shows like the the same week that they came out. Um, but it was all, there was no subscription model then. Like you could just like watch it on your computer for free. So I loved Hulu back then. I thought it was like genius, but then a few years later they go to the subscription model and I hated it. I've had a love hate relationship ever since. I hate that you have to like, cause this was the one of the first ones other than Netflix you had to pay for. These were like the original two Netflix and Hulu. And Hulu, originally, you would pay the extra five bucks or whatever to get the ad-free model. And the free model was just free. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to pay for the ad service and then pay the like the double rate for the ad-free version. I've always hated that. I always hated like that they did that to people who were like on the, you know, it is what it is now and everyone's doing it now. So like they're, they're just standard with the rest of the, the, the industry. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, but this is sour grapes. There's no way this could be a profitable business if you're not charging people. And even if you get the uh, ads version, they do not put ads in movies, I've noticed, which I think is a good touch. I, I think that's the way to do it. Um, but anyway, I want to keep this moving. Uh, Sam, what is your next pick? Uh, what are we at, round three here? Yeah. The second pick that was, of that round was three. Pick. Yep. Yeah. Uh. This was the so this is the bottom part of my list, right? So these are like the extra. I feel like there's still good stuff on the board. There, there is still good stuff, which is I'm, I'm going with Apple, Apple Plus. Oh, okay. Um, now I don't get to watch Ted Lasso. Now what the hell? No, you know I'm an Apple guy. This this is what I wanted. Damn it. Ah. Yeah, and I'm I'm stealing this pick. I'm stealing it right under your nose. Okay. Like Ted Lasso, honestly, is the selling point for me. Mm -hmm. I love that show so much. I want to, but. You know, there's some interesting stuff on there. The the, uh, uh, the video game show, uh, Mythic Quest. 
Mythic Quest was good too. So, and the uh, the documentary we watched was good. Boy State. So, you know, I, I enjoyed the stuff we watched, and it's it's definitely like put it up on my list more. Wow! But I don't have to I don't have to pay for it because I get it through. Uh, my through- mom has a subscription, so. No, no, you have my subscription. I I changed it. Oh changed wow, it. wow! Oh my, get lines have been drawn. When I, when I, I don't think you shouldn't you shouldn't have you shouldn't be allowed to have it because I have an iPhone. You should not be allowed to make this pick. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have an I have an i I have a iMac or was it uh what's the laptop called? I have an i yeah, MacBook, Apple MacBook. computer. Okay. Yeah, MacBook. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's 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 wrap this uh, just a couple more rounds here. Uh, I'm gonna go Paramount Plus next. I just think it's an, I'm I'm excited to try this product. You already have CBS All Access, but uh, it's apparently this is gonna be a major upgrade. It's a huge film library. Apparently, I, f- I forget what the number was, but it's like over two thousand movies or something. Uh, and obviously, they got Yellowstone on there. Uh, your boy needs all the Yellowstone content he can get. So Paramount Plus, and I, I'm really I'm really excited. I think this is coming out at a great time with March Madness coming. Uh, this is the only way I have to watch the tournament. So, because I don't have TNT and all the freaking networks that they put the tournament on, I'm hoping I can get every game just on Paramount Plus. That's what I'm banking on. So, I guess uh, Sam, your net, your next pick. Well, I didn't have uh, AMC Plus or any of that. So Peacock was the, uh, oh. the last one I put. What are there other ones? I honestly, well, I was trying to rack my. The only one, and I was going to ask you specifically. Uh, I wonder if you would take it earlier. Do you watch? How much ESPN Plus content do you watch on your television? Oh, you know, I have that. I don't, I didn't even think of that as a streaming service just because it's, but it is, I guess it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watch the 30 for 30s when there's a good one. That's about it. There's a ton of like these dumb shows that they got. I don't, I watch one and I, meh. I think but the future for worked. ESPN Plus is bright. I still feel like it's like it's in its early stages, but right now the live sports offerings on it don't aren't that big a deal for me. Um, but maybe in the future, yeah. Well, for me, is you get a lot of college basketball, which is great. Uh, you get some hockey and some baseball, all stuff I know you're not really big on, but uh, it's inter- it's stuff that I would like to watch. So. Okay. Well, there we go. So that would be that would be my next pick, I guess, because I didn't even yeah. think of that one. But that was the only thing. That's I, my next. Yeah. And then, yeah, screw AMC. I, I, I didn't even. I wasn't going to put it, but I, I searched streaming networks before this, and I saw that AMC Plus or whatever now has six million subscribers, uh, and they anticipate twenty five million in the next five years or something like that. All um, all Walking Dead fans. It's exactly. Like the entire. Exactly. But hey, th- that's their Game of Thrones. You know, people freaking love that show. So hey, there you go. Well, Sam, this has been a fun discussion. Thank you for taking part uh, in the 2021 streaming mock draft. But let's take a quick break before we come back and talk about I Care A Lot and also Behind Her Eyes. Be right back. This is Spieling and Dealing. We are back, and we are talking about I Care A Lot, a new Netflix film starring Rosamund Pike. And Sam, I'm going to do something uh, I don't think I've ever done before on the show. Uh, If you have not seen this film, I want you to stop listening right now. There's going to be a time code in the show notes where you can go jump to the next show. I think this is a special movie. I've really enjoyed this film, and I don't want to say anything about it. I think it's better to go into it knowing the least amount of information as possible. I think it's a great film. So everybody, if you haven't watched this movie, jump forward. Okay, 
Okay, everybody who's still here, uh, I think I Care A Lot is outstanding. Love this film. Thought it was an absolutely fantastic thriller. Uh, I knew nothing about this going in. I did not even watch a trailer. Uh, the first 30 minutes of this movie or so are really hard. Uh, you watch, you know, this woman, uh, Rosamund Pike, puts Di- she just goes to Diane Weiss's house and uh, puts her in a, uh, you know, old person's home against her will. It's about conservatorship and that sort of thing. Uh, the first scene is actually we see Rosamund Pike in court, uh, sort of up to her conservator ways, uh, just dealing with a guy. Um, this this movie, I, I thought I knew what this movie was, okay? I thought it was Rosamund Pike is bad, and then, you know, Peter Dinklage comes in. I was so excited to see him. I had no idea who was in this movie. He's great in it, too. Uh, Rosamund Pike, obviously fantastic, but, like, I, I thought it was going to be like, oh, like, now Tyrion, or I'm sorry, yeah, uh, Peter Dinklage is now going to be... He plays a criminal, but I still thought that he was going to bring Rosamund Pike to justice and, like, tune her up and, like, teach her a lesson. But, no, Rosamund Pike's... This movie never loses its nerve, okay? I love Rosamund Pike's character. I love her performance. Oh, this movie surprised me so much. Sam, I I don't want to just go... We'll talk a lot about this movie, I'm sure. What did you think of this film? I'm worried about you now. You say you loved her character. Oh, my God. What's wrong with her? She was fantastic. She was fantastic. Ah. I really like this movie too. Um, like I, we, you know, to go back to the, the free Britney documentary, um, I mentioned that this is sort of a, this is why I suggested we watch this. Some morbid curiosity of mine, these types of conservatorships and guardianships is what they call it. In the movie. Um, yeah. The first 30 minutes are really uncomfortable, really hard to watch. Every person in this movie is bad, right? Like there are no good people in this movie. Um, that said, once you get past the first 30 minutes, it becomes a lot more enjoyable. Like, yeah, it's fun to watch her. Uh, she's great. Peter Dinklage, also great. That his, like, he's hilarious. Like, uh, he's a Russian mobster. And um, as, as unbelievable as that might be, uh, you know, he, his sort of... Diane Weist is great, too, even though they kind of scale back her role later in the movie. Um, I agree. You know... I'm a little conflicted about the ending to this movie, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, I'm not going to spoil it right now, but uh, it's a little conflicting about the ending for me, but it, overall, look, the performances in this movie are fantastic. And it is a, once you get past that opening 30 minutes and it is tough and it's meant to be tough, like it's definitely a, a really enjoyable movie to watch. Yeah. This movie is so unconventional and unpredictable. And you know, what? it's, it's not really about conservatorship at all. It's about, you know, the pursuit of the American dream and like what you will do to get it. Uh, I think it's really interesting that this movie comes out, uh, that we're talking about this movie the same weekend as CPAC, uh, when, how, how, you know, Donald Trump is the marquee speaker, uh, at this event, people worship him, you know, like when, you know, just a month ago, he incited a riot at the nation's capital, you know, I mean, like, like, what does this half guy do? They literally have a golden idol of him. Like you said, like people like really admire these characters. Uh, I, everything changed for me. Uh, when uh, Rosamund Pike is giving like a monologue, to, I forget if it's, if it's to Dinklage or Diane Weiss when she's like, "You guys crossed the line when you attempted to, you know, take her out of uh, the, the nursing home, or whatever, and you killed my friend or whatever." Like I couldn't believe like Rosamund Pike is this awful person, right? We see like she's just awful for the first thirty minutes, uh, like she's just locking old people up and just like you know stealing their money, but yet 
I found myself, I was honestly rooting for her, like, by, like, midway through the film. I really, I really was. Like, I understood where she was coming from. And she, you know, she's this woman who's just, like, growing up in this man's world and, like, in this hard, hard America where everyone's just, like, trying to make a buck. Uh, oh, my goodness. I, I thought this is just the movie of the times. I absolutely loved it. I gotta say, I thought the like uh, the writing in this movie is fantastic. Uh, both the situations it puts characters in, and the way it paces itself, and the way it escalates things, but the dialogue as well. I thought Roseman Pike gives some amazing monologues in this film. Uh, and I was talking about it with my mom actually, and she actually brought up Gordon Gecko's like you know Greed is Good speech from Wall Street. And I feel like that there are some monologues from this that might stand the test of time. I I, I really like the writing in this movie. Really worried for you. You're really in love with this character. She's an awful I'm, person. I'm in love with this movie, okay? Because it's alive and it's thrilling and it takes chances. It does not play it safe. I I, I think this is the ballsiest movie I've seen in a, a, at least a year. It's it's fantastic. Uh, I really like how they didn't do this sort of good guy bad guy story. It's all bad guys, right? So it's like easier to get into it because you know there's no bad guy beating the good guy, right? It's like all bad people messing with each other you know i was not rooting for rosamund pike i was rooting for peter dinklage but i was time, like, i was too i was hoping that he would like kill her but then like at when she just would not back down and like you, you see her determination i just loved it but yeah it, like i thought that that was a really good choice but an interesting choice to have no no good guys in this movie mm -hmm. um it works better that way like if you had a good guy you know she, she they show her being like this master of the courts, like manipulating the courts to her will. So like, there was no way a good guy was going to win against her is what kind of they're showing. So there's only a bad guy who's willing to do awful things would be out of a chance of beating her. And even that, even that bad guy doesn't really beat her. So I'm going to spoil the ending. Now we're going to get to the, I want to get to the ending. So she wins really like the, the movie, she kind of wins. Like she, she gets, she survives the, hit attempt against her by Peter Dinklage. She gets back at him. She gets him under a guardianship, which then he like turns on her or he says, basically not, he doesn't turn on her, but he says like, we're going to join forces and create this global guardianship empire, which they do. There's a montage that shows that happening. And then it all comes to the very end where the guy she's in court at the very beginning of the movie fighting against this guy who he, he put her mother in a home and she died in the home, he just comes up and shoots her. And I, it's like, part of me thinks that that's a, a fantastic ending. Like, that's the, the right kind of ending. But other part is like, it's, it's anticlimactic in some ways. Um, I lean toward... You think, how what, how could this movie be anticlimactic in any way? Okay, this movie has so many climaxes. Oh my goodness. It, I don't get what you're... Anticlimactic is the wrong word, I believe. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. Well, but it just, like... After all the, the shit that she goes through, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's the point, right? Like Is the, the it, yeah. shit that they, and, and uh, so I lean toward, I like that ending, but it was just a little conflicting, like to be so abrupt, but um, you know, she got what she deserved in the end. So that was my, my opinion. I actually thought it was a brilliant ending because I, I like the way it bookended it. You know, this movie starts with a great scene with this guy and she just bullies him around in court. And then there's the great thing where like he confronts her and I think spits on her in the beginning of the film. Uh, but then at the end, you know, she becomes this billionaire. But hey, never forget about like the one guy who pissed off, like who has nothing to lose. OK, I thought it was a uh, fantastic ending. Um, there's some more things I want to talk about with this film. Uh I really love the. I, I can't. I, I love the scene like after they try to kill her with the car crash. 
Uh, and then immediately when she gets out of the water, she puts her tooth, she goes to a gas station and puts her tooth in milk. And then like uh, immediately with everything going on, like her life hanging in the balance, she just, she goes to the dentist in the middle of anything to get the tooth put back in. Like the touches, uh, like some people might say that, oh, they should cut that out. It's not necessary. Like the movie was too long. No, it, it, it builds character. I, I thought. Uh, the writing on this, I was astounded by it. Other little moments, even like when she's just getting the license plate number from uh, Peter Dinklage's driver, the way she's trapped in the garage, like behind, just between the car and the garage door as he's going to open it. Little moments of tension like that. I just thought this movie was a triumph on every level. I just loved it. I, the milk thing was, was I, I like that too. Is that a thing? Like putting something in milk to like preserve it? Like I couldn't figure out why she did that. I have no idea. I guess it is a thing, though. Was, if, like, if was I ever... it just like a, a way to store the tooth because she didn't have any pockets? Or... Yeah, I think it was to store it so it didn't lose calcium or something like that. I guess it's the best way to keep it in shape. Oh, right. I didn't think about the calcium thing. That's, that kind of makes sense. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, but yeah. I, I thought that was just such... I, I thought it was a great scene, the scene at the gas station. Absolutely. I thought she was going to... And I do like the fact that she just goes to have it, put it back in. Because I thought she was going to use it somehow as like evidence. Because like, uh, Peter Dinklage's character had faked his own death a long time ago. So he's a John Doe, um, technically. So I thought she was going to do something similar where, like, she was going to fake like she died because uh, they, they had just tried to kill her and then, like, come back as, like, a you know, with... I thought that that's what she was going to do with the tooth is, like, use it as evidence. But, it, yeah, she just used it because it put back in so her smile was perfect again. I thought, that yeah, that was a funny, a funny sort of joke that they threw in there. Now, Sam, had you heard of the director, the writer-director of this film before this? A guy named Jay Blakeson. No, I hadn't. I had never heard of him before either. I mean, he has, like, a filmography of, like, three or four movies, but, like, not, none of them that I had heard of, none of them with any box office success. I feel like this film just came out of nowhere. I, I am so shocked by this work. I think it's uh, phenomenal, so I think he's a talent to watch. Now, this movie is eligible for awards this year, right? Like, I saw it's nominated for Golden Globes. Is it nom Is it eligible for the Oscars as well? I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. It uh, well, be, it, right? didn't, it wasn't released. This year, it's all different with the calendar, but normally movies released, it's only movies released in, like, the previous calendar year are eligible for the Oscars. But I guess they're, they're just making exceptions this year. They're widening the window. Uh, but anyway, this he, the director is not nominated at the Golden Globes. He should be. He should. He should win for both directing and writing. This is. He. He did a fantastic job. Uh, I'll, I also like the score of this film. Uh, it. It was scored incredibly. There's some nice electronic music. I thought it was uh, great. Um, and obviously, Rosamund Pike. I mean, I don't care about the awards, but she should win the Oscar. She's. Uh, I thought she was so entertaining. I, in the past, I actually thought she was kind of cold and uncharismatic almost. But I think it's more the roles, I guess. But I feel. Man, it was nice to see her off the well, leash in this film. I thought she was fantastic. This this didn't remind you of Gone Girl, her her character in Gone Girl. It definitely reminded me a lot of her character I mean, in Gone Girl. No, actually no, because this character is honest in the world about like her her actions and her wants. Okay, and while the Gone Girl character is kind of hides her motives and that sort of like eventually she shows it to Ben Affleck, you know, her husband. Not, not, but she she's not. A, I mean, I, there's similarities, but this is her finest work, in my opinion. I meant more like the way she played it. I feel like uh, not necessarily the characters themselves, but like I feel like she played these very similarly. Just the way, you know, I think she's a great actress. I, I've liked her for a long time. Uh, Sam, let's let's put a pin in uh, this movie here. Uh, I care a lot. Now on Netflix, check it out, people. It's terrific. Uh, now, Sam, 
let's switch gears to a six-part miniseries, Behind Her Eyes. Okay, we talked about the first episode before, and we said that we were going to plow through it, and because we had heard that the show had a weird-slash-bad ending. Uh, now, we've watched the ending. We've watched the last five episodes. Sam, the floor is yours. Give us the spiel on Behind Her Eyes. I, you said last time you didn't think I would like this. I like this show. Oh, wow. It was, but not because it was good. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it was very entertaining to me. It had, it was way too long. If you ask me, just the episodes are too long, mm-hmm. but the, like it, it has a lot, it's very thrilling, a lot of venom, but it's ridiculous. It's stupid. It, like at many times it's, it's bonkers. Like just when you think you had this show kind of, figured out not necessarily the twist which we'll get to in a bit but like what, what the show is itself they just like throw a wrench into that with some ridiculous sort of twist new new element and it's like wh- everything i thought this show was is now different so i kind of like yeah i found myself just sort of laughing at it at times like what like wh- like where did that come from and um you know we'll spoil a whole bunch in a second so we're gonna say spoiler alert now just for everybody because there are big spoilers in this but uh I, no, I had fun watching this you know it's not a fun show per se but it's fun watching it just as a, how ridiculous it kind of got as the show episodes moved along i'm in agreement with you the way I'd, i was talking with the show about someone earlier and i said the show was bad but enjoyable and they were asking me should i watch it's like you're saying less like they didn't know what i meant and they're like should i watch this and i, I waffled a little bit but i said yes uh, now, I was wondering if you would enjoy watching this also because I, I watched this uh, with someone and it was fun like like talking about this show because it is so ridiculous, like you said. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, this show is dumb. Uh, I was like the twist is so fantastical. I, I could not get on board for it. So that's why there's no way I could be like emotionally involved with it. But I, I was just kind of fascinated to watch it as a television show. And I was like wondering like. These actors are asked to put in impossible situations. Like, I want to apologize to the guy who I said was a bad actor. Like, he's not bad. He's just, like, put... He, like, he's asked to, like, imagine... He's, like, married to a woman who's actually, like, really a dude, you know, who, you know, took... Replaced well, souls. Sorry, yeah. spoiler... You said spoiler alerts earlier, so... Yeah. Who replaced <laughs> souls or whatever. Um, you just spoiled the, the more or less the ending. Um, but, like, this... For about three episodes, this is a thriller... This, this show's a thriller about... A guy having an affair with his uh, his secretary at work and his mm-hmm. wife having some sort of mental issue and being like on the periphery of the of the story here. They're like not quite sure whether he's drugging her or that she's like literally has really something wrong with her. And then about three, I forget what episode it is. It's either three or four. They introduce a supernatural element where she can, um, and they don't explain it until about the fourth or fifth episode i think it's the third episode you first see this it's like the fourth or fifth till it's explained but basically she can like make herself fall asleep and then exit her body and like go places and like view the current event right like not not like this is not a metaphor for anything this is this is actually happening and it comes out of nowhere it is absurd it's not explained other than this like a flashback of a guy googling astral projection and looking at it on wikipedia that's the only explanation we get for this sort of power that multiple people in this story have by the way it's absurd and it comes yeah it's like you that's what i mean is about three episodes i thought like 
I was I was still into it. Give me don't get me wrong, but I thought I knew what this show was, and then it threw that in. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? This is crazy. Like it comes out of nowhere. Yes, they they sort of build up to it with you know the uh, so the one woman uh, is that Luis is having problems with bad dreams, and so Adele was like, oh you know listen, I've got a way to help you with that, and so she sort of teaches her this sort of uh, you know transcendental whatever it is you know like lucid dreaming or whatever and in episode five i guess that's when i think that's when the spirits we see that they can control them sort of popping out of their body or whatever for the first time and then then it immediately clicked i knew exactly how the show was going to end and that sort of thing um but uh i i thought this this was like a really like it's a really cheesy and stupid uh like gimmick to get like obviously like Anybody who, you know, believes in reality is not going to believe that this is, you know, possible in any way or whatever. And it's, it is ridiculous. But I like how they, at the end of it, they pushed it to the max. And, like, they, they made, the like, the souls switch again uh, when, uh, you know, now the guy gets in Luis's body. I, I was like, if you're going to have a dumb gimmick, you know, play it to the hilt. So I respect them for that. And I'm surprised this is a limited series because with that ending, you could keep it, it said, going. It, yeah, it said limited series on Netflix, but I think you're right. Like that, they also so bit uh, or big spoiler for the ending here. I'm gonna cut out bits <laughs> about like the the guy in the flashbacks, who's Rob, who's really Adele, yeah, who's re- But anyway, uh, Adele tricks uh, Louise, the black woman, to come and like save her. She's gonna kill herself. And what she really does is like gets them to they both like Louis, the, the house is on fire. Adele's inside. Louise sits on the front step and makes herself fall asleep. That's not like an idiotic thing to do. Uh-huh. But then they switch. They switch bodies. And then Adele, um, you're supposed to presume that Adele makes her overdose on on heroin. Mm-hmm. So she so it's really Louise and Adele's body overdosing on heroin. She drags her out of the house. So it's now Adele and Louise's body. Right. Okay. It's not even Adele, it's Rob, right? It's this guy, Rob. Yeah. But so <laughs> you can just see how ridiculous it is just by the explanation. But I, you don't actually see a, a, a Louise in Adele's body die. Like, you're, I guess you're supposed to assume that. Mm-hmm. But like, they could have this go further where she's not actually dead. She wakes up in the hospital. And then Louise, Rob, Adele, whoever the fuck it is with, with, the, with the main guy is like run off with her kid and they got married. Like you could have a whole new season going on with this plot line. There's ways to go here. I'm surprised it's it's gonna be limited to one season. I wouldn't be surprised if they just like pick it up for another one. Yeah, hey, it's definitely possible. Listen, uh, the ending is actually is actually hilarious. I actually loved it. I, I love how like the kid knows immediately that like it's not his mom. But like this yeah. guy who's so tortured the whole movie, he, now he can't even real like he doesn't realize that it's still Rob like in this just a different body. All of a sudden he's just really happy in the marriage. Like no, and I feel like that and I feel like that actually like is bad writing. It sort of betray it's betraying the character and making him appear dumber that he can't realize that he's going to he's just going to immediately marry this woman and like her now unhappy son like what the what the hell? I'm going to toot my own horn. So I texted you like a few minutes into the last episode uh-huh. and I said, I, I figured it out. You said you told me though. You don't have proof. You'd have to get your mom in here to testify that you figured it out in episode five. I, I swear but, to God, I had it all episode five. I thought, I thought it was obvious the second that they have it, like the spirits pop out. Now I, I kind of like, it's interesting that they don't like reveal the, this to the audience until the very last scene 
of the film that they like near the, near the last scene of the series that like this is like how they switch bodies or whatever. Um, like anybody who has not figured it out by then, it's like Wheel of Fortune when there's like one letter left. Okay, like how do you not know what's happened by this point when they finally show it? Okay, and that's kind of I think a problem. I think they should have played their hand earlier and then kind of let the aftermath and like what does the husband do like when he figures out that all this like we never we never. The husband still doesn't know. You know, I think that would have been an interesting thing to explore, but they choose to just, you know, end it where they did, which I think is kind of a, a, a weak way out. It's it, like when I watch this, it almost says to me, like they had this story about the three characters and the, we, that's what we got in the first three episodes and they couldn't figure out where to go with it. So they introduced this whole dream soul switch thing, which is absurd but it's like, I don't even know if they had to do that. Like, I feel like you could have constructed some story where this guy, James, killed Adele and re and replaced her somehow. Like, you know, not to go back to the same metaphor with the skin or the same comparison, but like, you know, had a sex change operation or had plastic surgery, something like you could have done this in a non-supernatural way, which would have been ridiculous as well, but it wouldn't have introduced this absurd element that like had no place in the story other than the fact that it was the heart of the story itself so, I, I agree with you i i think this show would have worked without the, like and it, it would have worked better without the supernatural elements only i mean hey people seem to like it so i guess it's worked fine but i i think you're exactly right just make an erotic thriller uh with these three actors as the backbone i think that you know they have good chemistry they're interesting together um maybe more of like a fatal attraction sort of vibe um but yeah i think you're you're 100 right about that um Sam, anything else uh, about Behind Her Eyes that you want to talk about? You know, not really. Like, I I definitely like this for, you know, maybe for the wrong reasons, but I, I liked it. I think, I don't know if I would say people watch it. I do think it's long. Like, I think there's a lot that's just not necessary. They could have been 30-minute episodes, you know, and it could have been just as powerful. Not that it was powerful, but I feel like it's just so long. The episodes are so long, but it is it is you know entertaining to watch. Well, there you go. Uh, Behind her eyes, very interesting show. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break now. We're gonna come back and deal. All right, everyone, we're back, and it's been a a little bit of extra time since we were been last with you, and uh, since then there was the tiger car accident want to talk about it briefly pat before i get into my thoughts here i just want what was your reaction when you heard this heard this news i heard this later than most people um so i had somebody just texted me like prayers for tiger or whatever um obviously you know you always hope he's okay and i mean uh it, it sounds like his legs are pretty mangled I, I had actually heard an interview with Tiger. i mean now his health is okay we know that um so i, I never actually got scared i heard kind of late in the game but man, I'd heard him talking like a week earlier about how he wasn't like sure he'd ever come back and play really. Now, like I really don't know if Tiger's ever going to come back and play. But you know, obviously, I love Tiger, uh, so I just wish him the best in a speedy recovery. I mean, that was, it was sad to see. So this happened, I think, on Tuesday last week, and uh, uh, it was like right after I got home from work. And this apparently happened really early in the morning in LA, but the news really didn't break everywhere until about three o'clock in the afternoon, East coast time. So noon, um, West coast time. And I immediately had this like horrible feeling in my stomach 
you know, we've talked about Tiger on there before, both big Tiger fans. I, I felt like I got this vibe of like the Kobe Bryant thing. Of course, it's different because we knew right away that Kobe didn't survive. Like it was just uncertain. But they showed pictures of the wreck on TV. I was following the news for about an hour uh, before they kind of said that he was okay. Man, I had this like pit in my, my stomach and I was so nervous that like you want, you look at the pictures of that wreck. It did not look good, you know, and I'm glad he's survived. Um, he's apparently, you know, no like serious head injuries or anything. Obviously his legs are messed up. He had some like really bad uh, uh, leg breaks and ankle problems. Um, well, let's stop talking about how sad we feel, Sam. What do you think about his playing future? We know he's okay. I, I don't know. So I don't know. I, it seems like you have to take into account that he just had back surgery. So like we're not even hearing about how bad his back is yeah. after, you know, he's still in recovery from back surgery. I, I feel like this is the end of his career as the professional. Maybe he'll go to the senior tour when he gets healthy enough to like hit some balls. But as like being a competitive PGA tour golfer. I, I feel like this is it. You know, somebody, I was reading an interesting comparison, apparently like Ben Hogan yeah. uh, in 1949 had this bad car accident and he came back, but he was like 10 years younger than what Tiger was. Uh, and obviously Tiger, he's like his, his, his swing motion is very violent, which is why he's always had these bad back problems. Um, you know, tech, in general, people swing the ball, swing the club a lot harder than they did in 1949. Uh, I don't know. I just don't see how he can be competitive. I, maybe he plays in a tournament in the future, but will he be able to win? Will he be able to compete? I don't I don't think so. Like, how can you turn your ankle uh, if you can barely turn your ankle? I don't We'll have to see, but I, I fear this is the end of Tiger's professional career. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, as long as he you know, takes the tee at Augusta again, he's a hero, and I'm sure he will. Uh, so, Tiger, speedy recovery. We love you. Let's move on to another story of the deal with broken legs. Alex Smith. So, again, last week, the story came out that Alex Smith was giving an interview where he said uh, that basically when he was going through his recovery last year, the last year and a half or so, that he got the sense from – the Washington football team, they just didn't want him around. They're like he was throwing a wrench into their plans, particularly as he started to get better and looked like he would be able to make a comeback. It's an interesting story to me that uh, he would feel that way. And then he would air that grievance, right? That he would say that out loud when I'm going to quote your boy, uh, Tony Kornheiser, our boy, Tony Kornheiser, when he's like, but at the end of the day, they played you and they cut the guy who was the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. So like for him to, to maybe he felt this way, but for him to voice this when they cut the guy who was the starter at the start of the season and played you over him, like, and that's the reason they cut him is because they had you and for for them to like, for him to say this about them, it kind of talks, uh, throw this toxic element into that relationship is bizarre I don't understand why he did it. I don't understand what he has to gain by it other than if it's just his honest opinion. But like, I, 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 I'm going to defend the Washington football team for once in my life. This is kind of absurd for him to say these things. I agree with you. I'm going to side with the Washington football team here too. They should not have wanted Alex Smith at the beginning of last season. Okay. He was coming off a 
devastatingly gruesome injury. And I want I'm wondering if it's actually if you're not allowed to cut guys when they're on IR. I'm not exactly sure how these things work because I'm guessing if, if they were like able to cut him that they would have. His, his cap hit is huge. He has a big contract for when they got him from Kansas City. He makes like over $25 million a year, something crazy like that. But they should not the team was going nowhere. Uh, they they should not have wanted him, but guess what? He stayed on the team. They played him, and they paid him over twenty five million dollars. Yeah, they, I I do not like to hear this whining now. Like it was a nice story before this comeback, and I feel like he's kind of tainting it a little bit with this. Uh, yeah, and, and what does he expect? You know, he had this injury that he almost died from, and nobody, you know, he's not the only Washington's not the only one who thought that this guy may never play football again. So, you know, for them to keep him on the team. Like they couldn't have cut him, right. That'd have been a horrible PR disaster to cut the guy who almost died from a gruesome leg injury. You know, he, they couldn't have done that, but for them to, you know, not, they were, they were supportive of his recovery. They just didn't expect him to actually like get to play football again. Like nobody really did um, except for him and maybe the, you know, his trainers, it's just uh, for him to air these grievances is, is crazy to me. Like, is he still on their roster at the moment? Uh Yeah. He shouldn't be. They should for... cut him. They should because he's not worth. He's not worth his salary cap number. He really isn't. That team is built on defense. You saw like the team. They, they I think the team went like six and one or something with him as a starter, which is great. Uh, but I don't think it's really because of him. I'm sorry. I I think it's just the defense and uh, who's that running back who came on this year? I think Antonio Gibson. I think he came on, uh, but he doesn't yeah. turn the ball over. But I I don't think it was because of him. And I yeah I think this is. You know, I don't think they can cut him because he has this huge cap hit, as you mentioned, and it's probably going to be a lot of dead money. But at the end but, of the uh, deals, those dead money things usually go away. Don't like this is the last year. If there's every year they could get out of it, it would have to be this one. I think it depends on how much guaranteed money is left on the deal. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm not an expert on this crap. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you what constitutes dead money or not. But I feel like that's part of it. But like, they don't have anything better, right? Like Taylor Heineke is he a better option than Alex Smith? I, I think so. Know. Just given the cap number, I think so. Yeah. But, and but I, and like, like, his legs. I mean, they were given out at the end of last year. I I think there's better options. Well, and Alex Smith, you, you know, you better hope that they want to keep you because who's going to sign you with this like potentially gruesome, you know, this leg that if you I saw. Uh, a 60 minutes piece or something on him. It looks awful. Like his leg looks horrific still, even though he's recovered, it's, you know, it had to be reconstructed. Um, you know, a lot of teams aren't going to want to take a risk on you, particularly not as a starting quarterback. So like you have a chance to start in Washington for you to poison this relationship seems absurd and dumb to me. Here's a story I found really interesting I know you don't love to talk about soccer, but this story has like a little bit implications beyond soccer to me. So in the English Premier League, there's a player named Jack Grealish. He's a he's a really good player, plays for a team called Aston Villa. And he was he injured a minor injury in training before the before a game. And so they took him out of the lineup where he wasn't going to play, I should say. But nobody knew about this because it was right before the game. And the people found out about it because players on his team, a couple of players on his team took them out of their fantasy lineups. So there's fantasy soccer lineups. They took him out of their fantasy lineups, which then caught Twitter's eye because like somebody noticed this on Twitter and tweeted out pictures of their lineups. I thought this was fascinating where in a world where legalized, particularly in this country, uh, legalized gambling and fantasy sports are huge. You know, kids coming up now are playing fantasy. 
like the implications of a player being outed uh, through whether, whether it's through injury or something in a fantasy lineup seems, uh, you know, like a big deal to me. Like it could be a, something we're staring at in the future going forward. Well, first of all, I mean, this story is about soccer, so it's not fascinating. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry there. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, yeah, I guess it's interesting. I mean, is this like a bit, was this like a big game in the premier league or anything like that? How far are they into the season? I mean, Aston Villa is an okay team. They're not great. Um, he's a really good player. He's a he's a very good player. How far into the um, season? He's are a they? player that's. Uh, they're close closer to the end than they are to the to the middle. Let's put it that way. Um, okay, so this is a cute story. Yeah. it's a cool, interesting, cute story. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm surprised that this has never happened in the NFL before. That this is the first instance of this uh, appearing. So hey. Well, and. The reason I legalize gambling is is in England, and it's been there a long time. It's very commonplace there. It is not here. So, like, the reason I I think is kids coming up now who play fantasy or getting into daily fantasy, getting into the gambling stuff, particularly as it becomes legal all across the country um, and it gets available to everybody across the country. I wonder how many people are going to do something like this, but it's going to be more nefarious, right? It's going to be, like, with money on the line, and it's going to look terrible. Finally, about Cody, our boy Cody's favorite player, Josh Gordon. Longtime wide receiver for the Browns. Did you know he just signed with a new team? Yeah, you told me that he's uh, signed with this, uh, whatever, this six-team league that's on Twitch. And, uh, I mean, I don't really, I mean, listen, I hope uh, that, that team's stacked if they're on the same team. But uh, I want to give props to this league. I just think it's interesting. I like how it's it's a small scope. They're not trying to like be too big and take too large of a financial risk, and it's going different avenues. It's going with uh, streaming, and it's like tied in with uh, esports, gaming, and I think it's it's like it's interwoven with technology. Interesting. I think this is like a. I, I like how they're doing like a small scale AAF XFL sort of thing, and I like that they're taking a smaller bet. I think this is a really cool thing. So, do you never watch the Big Three that Ice Cube? No. Okay. You know, I, I never watched the games, but it was moderately successful. It had like a, a television contract. You know, it had some big names, some old players like Allen Iverson joined it for a minute. You know, Steven Jackson, some players, some good players were in there. I think this could be like similar. You know, if they can like grab some players who are moderately famous, um, you know, it's not as it's not like basketball, like where you're going to have all these players who can still play at a at a decent level, even though they're retired, you know, it's not going to be the same with football, but if they could grab, like they got Johnny Mazzale, they got Josh Gordon. If they could grab some of these guys and like throw them into these, they're the games are like seven on seven or something. So, you know, in short field, they, they could have a product on their hand that people want to watch, particularly catering to the, uh, to the online crowd, you know, the, the Twitch or, or the whatever else, you know, and with that, we will wrap up this week's episode. You can email us anytime with your takes or feedback at spielinganddealing at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voice message at www.speakpipe.com slash spielinganddealing. I've been Patrick. He's been Sam. We will catch you next time.